What is up, everybody? My name is Mimi Blue, and you are listening to Human Dialectic. <laughs> I really need a theme song. I'm like really irritated that I don't have a theme song or an intro song. But I mean, if the content is good, I mean, that's why you're back. I will make this a little more flashy. I mean, I don't have to go all, all around. I mean, Joe Rogan doesn't even really have a an intro. It's like, what? It sounds like a monkey? I don't know. Anyway, for today's topic, we're going to talk about being a misfit in the corporate world. And this one came about because, as some of you may already know, I still have a full-time job. Very thankful. But I've always known that I was going to be a misfit. And it really hit me a couple weeks ago because I absolutely, and I'm not lying here, I absolutely hate doing what I'm doing. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you out there also hate what you're doing as well. But the question is, why don't we do something about it? Um, Why are we still doing the job? And it's a, it's a very complicated response because there are people who have commitments and responsibilities. But I thought really deeply about it because there is a shift going on in the labor force. A lot of these white collar positions are actually leaving and they may not come back. I mean, it's similar to how the manufacturing jobs, which left the country, never came back. It's a little different here where people are being pushed out of the workforce due to, you know, what's going on starts with a V and they're not coming back. So the question is, what do you, what do you need to do? So let's take it back a little bit as to why we are even in a position where the majority of people feel as if they are a misfit. And I do believe it's the majority of people because I've been at many, many companies and spoken to a lot of people. And this white collar job is not the desire, but it was something that was done by design. And we're going to talk about that. So anyway, before we go back to the high school days when we were applying for call, um, actually, we should, let me take it back. Before we talk about in high school as a senior applying for universities, we need to understand the education system. As you may not know, some of you may know, that the education systems here in the States were designed to produce workers. So if you recall from your earlier days back in grade school, you would regurgitate information. You got exceptional grades if you repeated the same answer, which you were told by the teacher. If you deviated off course or you had your own set of thinking or mindset, you were actually given a lower grade. Why is my voice cracking? <laughs> should probably sip on some water, but I'm not going to do that. So when you understand that Rockefeller said he wanted to produce good workers, he was not here for people thinking critically, analytically, independently. That's not what he wanted. And that's not what he he knew would produce what he wanted in the labor force. So when you understand that mentality and his influence on our educational system, which then ultimately influenced our labor force, then you can understand why so many people are feeling as if they're a misfit or in in the wrong profession. So let's go back to being a senior in high school. 
I remember applying for universities. And by the way, I was at the cusp of when people were slowly transitioning to online applications. So we still had online applications, but we still had to submit paper ones. So it's crazy to me that I even remember that, but that's where where we were at that point in time. And if you recall being a senior, did you really think about what you wanted to do or pursue when you went to college? Think about that. Was that, was that something that was on your mind? I highly doubt that the school that you were looking forward to and the degree that you wanted to pursue were at the top of your mind. I can bet you, just like myself at that time, that you were more concerned about the, whether it was like the football team or the extracurricular activities or just meeting new people. If you were in state, you wanted to go out of state Um, there were just a whole bunch of things that were not really a priority, but when you are 17, 18 years old, that's a priority to you. And you really don't look at the price tag as well. So going back to those days, I remember my parents telling me that, Hey, if you want to get a good job, you have to pursue a, an engineering degree or become a doctor. And I wasn't really interested in that because I really focused on art. I really enjoyed music and literature, even though I wasn't a great writer, um, all types of art. That's really where my primary focus or dominance was. But I really wanted to get a job just like everybody else. So I went to school, went to the university, pursued an engineering degree, and Luckily, I mean, I I got a job, but there were some students who would go to college getting a liberal arts degree at an Ivy League. Is that bizarre to you? That's bizarre to me. I mean, if you're spending 40, I think now like the average per year, including room and board is like 60, 70,000 a year. What are you really paying for? Especially if you're getting a liberal arts degree. Now, I I don't know if this generation or at least the generation after me, if they're much smarter in terms of where what school they're going to. But what I have learned after many, many years of being out of college and being in the labor force and knowing where people came from, university isn't really about getting a degree. And I do think it's much of BS for people to have a bachelor's degree in order to get into corporate into the corporate world. That's going to be a separate conversation. University is really about networking. It's really about solidifying and nurturing some of the contacts that you have, especially with the professors. So if you were somebody that went to Harvard, and let's just say you went to Harvard 10 years ago, not now, because I I really do think that the Ivy Leagues are, I mean, every institution is an indoctrination institution system and the Ivy Leagues now are really trash. This is not me hating on it. If if you are keeping in touch with the political views that are going on, it is garbage. But if you were a Harvard student 10 years ago, you probably and you probably had a professor who worked in the workforce. Let's say you went to law school or you 
or actually let me backtrack if you were somebody who went to harvard regardless if it was graduate or undergrad you were with an elite set of individuals of mindsets of people who had access to information that could not be accessible anywhere else And part of that access was developing relationships with some of these contacts. And these contacts also had a network of people in the labor force, in government. And that's really what it was. It was not about earning a degree, which would, which you would use. I mean, I can be honest with you. I got an engineering degree. I'm not even using it. And I'm pretty sure over 90% of people who do end up getting degrees and working in the labor force and let's say not going to graduate school are not even using it. So that's really what college is about. It is really about networking. But if you don't understand that concept, you'll never understand why you went to school in the first place. It is also a money making machine. I really do think that earning a degree is garbage especially if you're somebody who is ambitious and an entrepreneur, that is something that they just do not teach anymore. I remember in high school that we had a separate school in the neighborhood where you were taught trade skills. So certain skills like being a mechanic or someone who wanted to do cosmetology. I mean, you were able to develop skills and maybe that would lead towards you getting or you starting a business or something, but they don't teach that anymore. So college is about networking. College is really a waste of money, despite the fact that I've been able to learn some lessons over the years and it has helped me, but I think the work experience has helped me more. And then thirdly, why do people need to get a degree to enter into the corporate world? I know that there are many people who are self-taught Now, they may not be working in the corporate world. They're actually very smart. They decide that they're not going to work for somebody. They work for themselves and they have been very successful with that. But for the majority of us, I mean, we we were just following the rules. Let's just be real. Like we were following the rules because that's what we thought. And look how it ended up. So once you graduate from school, from university, you enter into the labor force. Yay. <laughs> you 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 finally got a job and the next question is now what? Well, what you've done is just enter into a rat race and it increases every time with each new cohort uh coming into the workforce. Remember what I said about the quote about Rockefeller that he wanted good workers? Well, you've spent so many years listening to orders and being told what to do. And then now you've been conditioned and prepped to go into the workforce and to not question and to just do what you're told. And that just comes with a whole set of baggage and issues, which is why we have so many, so many, so many issues in the corporate world. But being a misfit in the corporate world is real. I absolutely hate it. The idea of working for somebody else and I still do I knew that I was going to hate working in the corporate world but what other option did I have and at that time I wasn't confident enough or knew people who I could rely on or look up to as an example I don't want to make excuses but I do think that there 
sometimes you do need to have a a mentor or somebody to look up to to really feel inspired to say you can do that. I was really concerned in my 20s about being employed and certain bills that I needed to pay. And, you know, when I look back, I should have taken more risks, but I'm taking risks now. Right. I'm realizing the mistakes that I made and I'm correcting them. But you enter into this rat race and you feel like such a misfit. And I think misfit is the that's the term that I'm using just because I know people are doing jobs that they don't enjoy. People are being limited in time. People are having to compete with their personal life. So if you are a parent or if you are somebody who has recently gotten married or you are married for quite some time, you may end up getting a job that is so competitive. And if you're not putting in a set number of hours or responding in a certain period of time, I mean, it will it will do havoc to your personal life. That's why I, there's a quote in the the movie The Devil Wears Prada, where oh, I can't remember the actress's name, but ultimately she's having a conversation with one of her coworkers, and she's talking about how her life, her personal life, is going down the drain. And he said something, I'm just paraphrasing here. He says something along the lines of when you know that your personal life is suffering, then you know you're doing well at work. (laughs) That's sad. Anyway, I just know that the corporate world, there's a variety of reasons why it sucks. One, I do believe that people who are in positions that should not be in those positions, especially if you're a manager, let's talk about that. There are folks who are managing people who don't like managing people. That sounds contradictory, but there's a reason why. These individuals go into the marketplace striving to become manager without really fully understanding the responsibilities and accepting those duties. If you are going to become a manager, you must at the bare minimum like people. (laughs) There are people who only want to become a manager because of the title they see more money but that's all that's that's the only thing that they see I personally never want to become a manager I don't want to manage people it's not that I don't like people I just know that it carries a lot of responsibilities and and commitments even past the core hours but there I've I've met many many young folks I remember in my 20s meeting consultants my age and consulting is a very competitive competitive atmosphere and and there's just a different set of ambitions but I would meet consultants who would start off and visualize and and dream fantasize of becoming a manager by the age of 30 and making over 150,000 and I just I didn't find that to be ambitious I I personally, I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But I just didn't find it ambitious. And I knew that they were not seeing the full picture. So you have people who are trying to achieve certain titles or certain salary ranges, but they don't want to put in the work to do everything else. So there are folks who are in wrong positions. There are also folks who are stuck in a vicious cycle because 
they make a certain amount, but they have spent money on things that don't really translate into investments or are strong assets. So I'll give you an example. I have a former coworker and she's actually a teacher, but I believe her husband, I don't know what he currently does, but apparently he has a really good job. And I was told that together they bought a home for 700000 They're a little bit younger than me. Why? I, I, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> Why would you buy a home for almost a million? Granted, I do live in a city that's very expensive, but I do not believe that the price tag is worth anything. And I try to stay frugal um, by myself, but I would never, ever purchase a home where I would have to commit to and, and work for for the rest of my life. So there are people who are buying homes, multiple homes, getting a car. Um, it's keeping them enslaved in their lifestyle. And I, this is not me to pass judgment. If you want to live that lifestyle, that is absolutely fine. Just know that it does come with some consequences. There was an article that I read about the food lines, the, um, they're not the Salvation Armies. What are they called? Oh my gosh, this is going to kill me. It is called the Food Drive. Is that what it's called? Okay, so it's called a food drive. And the spokesperson was stating that they had, I mean, they are being hit left and right by people who need food. But what she noticed was that there were people driving in with Beamers and Mercedes Benz to get food. And she's thinking, wait a minute, this doesn't seem to make sense my viewpoint, it means that the priorities are not there and they're living beyond their means. So there are people who are stuck in this vicious cycle, this rat race of working in the corporate world because they have they have to pay off those bills. Now, the other thing is there are people who have certain obligations or commitments to other people, whether that's the children or, or their spouse, whatever it is, or another family member. But there are people who are committed to that and and they can't they can't go searching for something else and I totally get it but I I think there's just so many challenges of continuing to work in this environment especially if it's in a job that you don't like because it contributes to your wellness your mental health there are many people who feel like they need to take multiple days off um because they just they can't stand the toxic environment. They can't stand the work that they're doing. I mean, try doing something for many years that you absolutely hate. Are you going to tell me you're not going to reach a breaking point? And then you have your personal issues, which are conflicting with your professional. So it's it's just a lot. And I think a lot of this is actually happening and true. Because reading a jobs report recently it illustrated that the trends are actually moving in the wrong direction. 
when analysts are forecasting that there's going to be X amount of newly added jobs, it's actually the reverse. There's actually been a huge loss. And the forecasts have actually been missed almost every month this entire year. And again, we can say that's actually being driven by many factors, one of them being the mandate. So what does that mean? Where does that leave us? Well, I know I've been thinking about it a lot, um, but I'm in a different position than many people. There are a couple things, and this is not the entire list, but I do believe that people need to figure out what they want to do. I don't believe that you should continue working in a job that you actually hate. Like I said, it will contribute to your your health, whether through stress, whether your mental mental health, physical health, whatever it is, but it will end up impacting you in some way. So I know the thing that the philosophy that I always carry is I have to at least try. I have to at least try. Try at least once because you'll never know. You've only lived on this planet once. Well, that's not actually true, (laughs) but you're only going to be who you are for this one time. And we're living in some very interesting times. COVID has really pushed a lot of people to explore different avenues to really tap into some creativity. And you really shouldn't be scared anymore. But again, I don't know everybody's situation, financial situation, or what obligations or responsibilities they have. But when you look back five years ago, and let's say you were terrified of making a move, well, what was the alternative? And are you happier with the decision that you made five years ago, knowing where you are now? So I always say try. Try and do something. And if if you can try to do the least riskiest, riskiest choice, then maybe it will make you feel a little bit better. But you don't want to look back and regret knowing that you haven't done anything. The second thing is really exploring social media. If you may not know, I am on the fence on social media. I don't know whether to join or to just observe and not participate because I do think that it is a double-edged sword. So we already know the censorship that's going on in social media. But I don't know if any of you know this, but there are teens making between $5,000 and $30,000 to $50,000 a month. Yes, you heard me. A month. And a lot of us as adults, we are, I mean, let's just say social media blew up. It was catered to the younger, younger generation. And they're taking advantage and they're making money. They're exploiting it, exploiting it in a good way. A lot of us are adults. We don't really look at that as, as a primary salary but there are teens making a ton of money I mean it all boils down to do you have the right content do you have something that is interesting enough 
where you can garner enough attention. I'm not saying go viral, but garner enough attention where you are going to have a loyal following and they're going to keep coming back. I don't know. Social media is an area where you can make some easy money, but I don't think it's entirely easy because again, it 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 all comes down to the content. I just hope that these teens know what they're doing because this is not how life is. <laughs> Making 50,000 a month. I mean, that's I don't know. I'm I'm a little on the fence about a 14, 15 year old making that much money and they don't know what to do with it. I, But I don't think that they're going to put that money into strong investments. So it's, it's a mistake that everybody makes, every single person. So there's social media. And then there's also eliminating debt. This is a big thing. And to the point about people who start working, a lot of people try, try and find happiness with their earnings by spending money spending money that they may have but on things that don't really translate into investments or any type of assets or spending money that they don't have like putting it on a credit card so you start accumulating debt or you start buying things that you don't really need like multiple homes when you know you can only afford one home it's a vicious cycle and it's purposely done by design you end up being indebted to the banks, which means then you have to work. You have to find a job that will continue to give you the same amount or even more. But when you ask for more, guess what happens? You end up spending more. So unless you're able to catch that habit and to break it, you are still going to continue working in this corporate world and having to fight for jobs and salaries that you really don't want. I, you know, I mean, everybody has some level of debt. I totally understand when people have student debt, if they have a mortgage, mortgage for 30 years. I mean, it's hard to do something risky and to follow your dreams when you know that you have these obligations and these responsibilities. However, I'm going to go back to my first point. You have to try. That is the most important thing. You are on this planet with a specific skill set and a specific purpose. And if you want to continue being a hamster in the wheel until you collapse, that is very unfortunate. So I know I'm going to, I'm not just speaking this, speaking to you and saying all of this to lecture. I'm actually going to put this into practice. I'm actually putting it into practice, (laughs) but we're all misfits. The majority of us, we're all misfits in the corporate world and they need us. We don't need them. And when I say them, I'm talking about these enterprise corporations. They need us, but I think they don't value us. And that's where we need to take our control back and put our energy towards things that are really meaningful to us, that are really going to contribute to our health, that are really going to contribute to our future. And if you have children, to the next generation and the generation after that. So that's what I wanted to talk about. It's my idea of being a misfit in the corporate world, but I'm going to put a lot of this into practice. And like I said, I'm doing some of them. 
going to continue doing it, but I hope you're able to find whatever strength or desire that you have to quit your job and please do it with a well thought out process and you have a plan. Though I do believe that certain environments are becoming toxic and people are just wanting to leave. But if you are going to pursue something, make sure that you have faith in yourself because it is definitely going to be challenging, but the rewards will be so much sweeter in the end. My name is Mimi Blue, and thank you for listening to me on this wonderful episode about being a misfit in the corporate world. Talk to you soon.